And stopping that, stopping seeking the thrill of turning on the news or looking at social media or engaging in that comment fight or classically on TikTok, heading straight to the comments because you know people are going to be talking shit. Stopping that in order to regulate your nervous system is boring. It's boring. I'm Isabel Karitsis, and you are listening to the Good Gut Feelings podcast, where we unpack what it's like to digest life in your 20s as a woman with IBS. I am a holistic health coach specializing in IBS. I'm also a Leo, a generator in human design, and have been dealing myself with IBSC for 15 years. Yeah, we just went there. I help women with IBS navigate their symptoms from a place of nervous system balancing and lifestyle changes to unlock their most aligned lives. So stay tuned, hit subscribe, and get ready because in these episodes, we are going deep and covering everything from your relationship with yourself to your relationship with your favorite spicy margarita and how it all impacts our good gut feelings. You can find all of the ways to work with me on my website. And with that, let's jump into today's episode. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the Good Gut Feelings podcast. I am coming at you live from my shoebox in New York. And although the timing of this doesn't totally check out, I just announced the Good Gut Feelings podcast today. So by the time you're listening to this, it will be a couple of weeks later. Um, But the response that I am receiving from you guys on the podcast is phenomenal. So exciting. I posted a question box of topics that you guys want me to cover on the podcast and you guys have submitted some amazing, amazing topics, everything from sex to alcohol and IBS, how to handle how you feel the next day. So like tummy hangovers, I have a lot to say about that one. So many great topics. I want you to know that if there's ever anything you want me to talk about on the podcast, shoot me a DM, shoot me an email, reach out to me in whatever the millions of ways you can contact me on the internet are, um, and I'll make it happen. I'm really excited about diving right into this. So without further ado, let's talk about today's podcast topic. We are kind of starting back at square one. And you guys know I love the basics. I love the fundamentals. I think they're so important to understand, to get a really good read on what to do about IBS and how to really make changes efficiently from the right place. Now, there is a ton of content out there about gut health. There are amazing, brilliant dietitians and nutritionists that you can follow to learn about the low FODMAP diet, to learn about what your body's really doing with food. We cover this in the Good Gut Fundamentals course. If that is the vantage point you want to take things, then you need to go take the course. You can learn about it in my IBS Masterclass, which is totally free. I'll link it in the show notes. But there's this other side of things that I call the gut to soul connection. And that is really boiling down to your nervous system and how your nervous system is wired. Now, why do I give such a shit about the nervous system? Why do we keep coming back to this nervous system point of view? Your nervous system functions as like the on off switch for your digestion. When your adrenals are going crazy, so you have a lot of adrenaline, you have a lot of cortisol, your muscle waves that make the digestion happen, so it makes food travel from your esophagus all the way to final destination, stop working. And what can either happen there is very similar to our body's reactions to stress. We either fight, 
flight or freeze. With our fight or flight response, that's typically where you see people who have IBSD, that feeling like you really need to find a bathroom in two seconds, otherwise you're going in your pants. Or with the freeze response, that's where you get your IBSC, the constipation, the feeling like things are locked inside, like you have blinders on, like you're frozen. These are all physical manifestations of how our nervous system is working. And this is why I think this gut to soul connection piece is crucially, crucially important. We touch on it a little bit more in depth, especially as it pertains to stress in the Good Gut Fundamentals course, but the space for the podcast and everything that I'm sharing with you on social media, I think is such a thought-provoking place to talk about the nervous system, to talk about all of the gajillion million things that feed into our nervous system responses. And here's the thing. Healing your nervous system looks like retraining your mind and body to be able to come back to those homeostasis feelings as quickly and easily as possible. That shit is boring, you guys. We are so addicted to the highs and lows of the cortisol, the dopamine, the adrenaline that a turned on nervous system gives us. Think about it. That's why we're always refreshing our social media. Whether we know it or not, we're looking for that hit. That's why certain people are addicted to keeping the news on. They want to know what's going on in the world because the world makes them feel something. It feels icky. It feels angry. It gives you a right, almost like a license, a permission slip to embody the stress that you're carrying around day to day. We have a really hard time setting boundaries with people who bother us because we're so used to that feeling of being a little irritated. Maybe that's how you grew up. Maybe that's the relationship dynamic you're used to with your family or your friends, the things you've been conditioned to. Certain people feel really compelled to leave comments, sharing their thoughts, or to always be asserting their opinion to make sure they get the final word in. Picking a fight, always needing to be right, taking things really personally, maybe that's with your mom or a partner, over something dumb. That boils down to an inner child wound, which is work that I think everyone needs to do, understanding where in our lives we've felt wronged and where we're storing this energy of like, I've been wronged. I deserve to exist on this level of homeostasis that's stress and being bothered and replaying my anxieties over and over. Something that I laugh about with clients all the time is this feeling of anxiety. I'd love to know if you guys relate to this where something happens that makes you feel anxious. That anxious feeling gets stuck in your body and you feel that anxiety, but the thought goes away. And it's after a couple of minutes that you're like, damn, I feel very physically anxious. What made me anxious? And instead of accepting that you can't even remember what ticked off your anxiety and processing those feelings in your body somatically, working through them and moving them out of your body, you go back into paralysis and you dig through your mental Rolodex of what on earth could have bothered you. You start replaying all of the really annoying things that happen in your day, the things you expect that are annoying. And you might even wind yourself back up to be anxious about something that you weren't even originally anxious about. Or you spend a lot of time digging through your emotions to relocate that anxious nerve and ruminate on it. You get back to that point of anxiety to unlock it and let it thrive as opposed to letting it go. 
So all of this to say, we really thrive as humans in this loop, in this cycle of a heightened nervous system. That can be triggered by so many things, you guys. And that's why I want everyone to pay attention to this conversation because though it may sound either basic, like, yeah, everyone's stressed, get over it, deal with it, or I'm a pretty happy person. I'm not really stressed. This is not for me. I want you to think about all of the micro instances of stress that we just suck up. We just suck it up and deal with it because that's what we're used to dealing with. Your boss pings you at 8.55 every single morning asking you annoying questions. Your cup of coffee sends you through the roof. You do exercises that you fucking hate because you think your body deserves it and you really need to go do that like frustrating thing. You start your morning with a coach yelling in your ear. So many little micro things, maybe that's traffic, even though you take the same damn route to work every single day and the traffic is there every single day, you let it be the thing that takes down your morning. There are so many things that we can tweak to make this all better, but I want you guys to recognize that this state of agitation is not just for people whose lives are like out of control. Like, oh, poor so-and-so is always so stressed. Her life is so hard. She has three kids and is a single mom. She must really be out of sorts. Having a heightened nervous system that is so dysregulated honestly has nothing to do with the physical instances and things that are in your life, but really more how you've trained yourself to react to them. You could have a million balls in the air at all times, but you could also be the kind of person who has trained your mind and body not to worry about them, to set up systems that support you, to know that you're capable of what's on your plate because you put it there, or things that you're not capable of handling, you've figured out systems to hand them off to other people, to say no, to advocate for yourself. You could also be the kind of person who doesn't have a ton of responsibility, who doesn't have a ton of shit going on in their life. And every single microcosm holds enough power to bring you down to your knees, to crumble you mentally every single day. You could also be somewhere in the middle. You could be somewhere kind of with a grip on some things. You've started an introspective journey. You're trying to get a grip on who you are, what ticks you off. Maybe you're in therapy, but day to day, you still feel frazzled as fuck. There are so many instances that contribute to this insane roller coaster of going and going and going and being agitated and being agitated. And when we live in that constant feeling, even if it's the big shit or the littlest, littlest shit, you're still training your digestive system to stay frozen or to stay in flight or fight. And I don't care if you feel like you don't have a life that deserves being stressed about. If you're stressed, like I I don't care what the weight of the thing is. If you're stressed to any degree about anything, chances are you're sticking your body in this place where things don't get to work as well as they should. That could be your digestion. That could be your sleep. That could be all of the things that we don't control ourselves, that our autonomic nervous system controls. When we allow stress to stay in this state of hyperactivity, we contribute to inflammation, we contribute to digestive shutdown, and we contribute to the long-term impacts of heightened inflammation and heightened chronic stress. 
that's how a ton of people end up with IBS. That's how a ton of people end up with leaky gut. That's how a ton of people end up with SIBO. And we keep talking about food, you guys. Like I'm not interested in talking about food anymore. If you want to talk about you being lactose intolerant, go talk to a registered dietitian or stop fucking eating lactose, you guys. I know it's not that easy, but this is really where we are. We can talk about food. We can talk about all of the emotional things that come with food. That's what I do with my one-on-one clients. But if you know something's not working for you or you are so fucking stressed about diet and you're racking your brain all the time tweaking this thing and then that thing and nothing is working and you're stressing yourself out about that, maybe we don't need to be talking about diet anymore. Or go work with somebody who talks about diet and can guide you on whatever things you need to change. But I want you to back all the way up and think about your biology. This is one of the things that I teach in my masterclass, which is totally free. This is also one of the things I teach in Good Gut Fundamentals. For your digestive system to actually work, you need to be making changes that consider the physiology and biology of how your GI system and digestive system work. That includes keeping the peristalsis, which are the muscle waves that move through food through your body, working. That's only possible if your nervous system is doing its thing and feels calm and is in homeostasis and feels regulated and balanced. So with all of that said, the point that I want to make is that it's so much easier to point your fingers at food, but we really need to be talking about the nervous system And the nervous system stuff is boring. Like you guys, it's boring. We have to talk about painful shit and we have to talk about boiling down our ego to see the things that are standing in our way. And we have to talk about the way we're perceiving the world and maybe the ways that we are viewing ourselves as a victim of everything happening around us. Because living in constant fight or flight is addicting as hell. We're so addicted to the emotions, the feelings, the neurotransmitters that keep us feeling alive and zesty. So we seek it out. And stopping that, stopping seeking the thrill of turning on the news or looking at social media or engaging in that comment fight or classically on TikTok, heading straight to the comments because you know people are going to be talking shit. Stopping that in order to regulate your nervous system is boring. It's boring. But is it what you need to be thinking about? Very likely, yes. Very likely, yes. And that's why I find it frustrating sometimes to waste time talking about like dairy. Because if you know that you're lactose intolerant and you're eating dairy anyway, or you know that you're lactose intolerant and you're not eating dairy, but every time you're on social media, you go straight to the comments to fire up your nervous system to feel something. What's up with that? Like, what's up with that? Let's talk about why. Let's unpack what you're seeking from that experience. That could be patterned by past traumas, little traumas and big traumas, residual traumas that we store in our body that we just think is how life works. That's what we just deserve. Seeking those little thrills, seeking being pissed in traffic on your way to work because what else are you going to feel? You're going to work. 
how boring is it to reframe? Well, I'm going to work. I'm going to have a good day. I'm going to have a good lunch. I'm going to have some good meetings. I'm going to have a good time. And then I'm going to go home and I'm going to eat a good dinner and watch an average TV show. That's not exciting. And I'm not saying that's what your life has to be. Like maybe you fucking love parts of your life and maybe you rechannel that energy of feeling the highs and lows of being constantly aggravated into carving out things in your day that make you so excited. Maybe you wake up a little bit earlier to go to a workout class you love. Maybe you wake up a little bit earlier to eat breakfast with your kids. Maybe you wake up a little bit earlier to dance alone in your closet to 15 minutes to a banger of a playlist. But we, as humans, waste a lot of energy focusing on and harnessing those negative experiences in our lives and those cortisol spiking experiences in our lives because it's easier and everyone around us is doing it. Everyone on social media is doing it. People in our lives do it all the time. Distancing yourself from negative shit requires setting boundaries, holding boundaries, and knowing how to do all of that. That's boring. That's boring. But you get to rechannel all of the energy that you've been spending feeding into those stressful loops, into things that help you feel safe, that help you feel happy, that help you feel fulfilled. And in turn, you get to sleep better. Your digestive system works the way that it's supposed to. You get to experience joy. You get to experience safety in your body because in making those changes, you promise and show to yourself that your mind and your body trust each other. Your body is like, hey, I am screaming at you. We're not digesting shit. We're not sleeping. Nothing is really going our way. And your mind is like, ah, but I just love reading comments on TikTok and I love turning on the news. That's not a trusting relationship. That's a fun relationship. That's not a trusting relationship, though. You get to rechannel that energy into building trust, and that unlocks a whole lot of juicy shit in your life. When we downregulate our nervous system, so we start to think about what we need to scrape away those traumas that live inside of us, that keep us feeling on edge no matter what's going on, when we're trained to constantly scan our environment for threats, because we expect them versus expecting that things are just good. Things are just okay. When we continuously work to downregulate our nervous system, to calm down, to come back into homeostasis, to respond to stimulus in a healthy way, we get to come back and hit those baselines a lot sooner. It's not that Everything that's out there in the world just disappears and goes away, but it's that you get to be experiencing the world and know how to come back to center and to come back to homeostasis a lot sooner. We measure the efficacy of our vagus nerve, our gut-brain axis, based on vagal tone. And we measure vagal tone by something called heart rate variability. That is the time that it takes for your elevated heart rate, which happens when you have the adrenaline and cortisol spikes, the time it takes to come back to your resting heart rate. 
for people who are constantly in fight or flight and seeking out these stress responses over and over subconsciously or unintentionally or intentionally, that heart rate variability is worse. It's less healthy. It takes a lot longer for things to come back to baseline. That ends up stalling your digestive system for longer. It impairs your sleep. It keeps your breathing rapid. It keeps your heart rate flying. Improving vagal tone and lowering that heart rate variability, making it healthier, training your body to rebound to stress in a much more healthy way is done through things like meditation, journaling, breath work, working with a coach. This is what I do with my one-on-ones. If you need this, reach out to me. But it's not as fun. It's boring. It's uneventful. It's also unfamiliar. And we love familiar. Our bodies love habits. Our bodies love doing what they know how to do. And for most of us, what our bodies and our minds know how to do is to chase that thrill, baby. Our minds love the roller coasters. So coming back to homeostasis quickly and often and processing emotions and moving trauma through your body and coming back to who you want to be, that shit's boring, but it gives you your life back. And I want you guys to think about that as you approach IBS and as you approach those feelings of stress that send you flying to the bathroom or stress that help, holds your body in this frozen state where try as you might, you go to the bathroom once a week or you sit there straining whatever you're doing. I want you to stop stressing so much about what you're eating for just a moment. Try this on for size. If this feels like something you're called to. For some of you, you may need to think about your diet. That's one of the first steps. That's exactly why I created the fundamentals course. But when you're ready It's also time to think about how you're processing and experiencing the world around you because chances are there's a lot of residual crap in the way that you're processing the world around you that's holding your digestive system hostage. We want to continue to work on our vagal tone. We want to continue to work on our ability to exist in this world that is constantly exhilarating and constantly throwing shit our way. And be able to stand strong and be your authentic self and be unwavering in who you are and what you think and what you want and what you need and forming that relationship of trust with your mind and body. That is where so much is unlocked. This is why there are so many instances that I hear with clients and that I hear with people in DMs and just in life where... You go to the doctor for IBS, you do all the tests, everything is okay. On paper, you're the picture of freaking health. Like, what do you do about that? But inside, your mind and your body are on two different train tracks. And no doctor is going to be able to tell you that. It's going to be able to diagnose you with that. But it's something that comes out when you give yourself the permission to really think about where you stand and how you're processing the world around you. And if this is something that you feel honestly ready to tackle, I want you to start thinking about the nervous system. Start thinking about what you can do to feel safer in your body and in your world and come back to homeostasis because it might be boring to be in homeostasis, but my God, it is a juicy place to be. It is a juicy place to be.
I want to know what questions you have. Um, if you're ready to tackle this work, I want you to apply to work with me one-on-one. This is exactly the work that we do. Focusing on that gut-soul connection piece, focusing on getting your mind and your body to sync back up again, to get to know each other, to be on the same page, and to turn off that craving to be addicted to the thrill. If you want a thrill, go ride a roller coaster or put on Housewives of Beverly Hills, something that is not attached to your like mental position in the world. <laughs> That's why I think reality TV is fucking great, you guys, because you can put on Housewives or you can put on Outer Banks or you can put on whatever your thing is and be invested in people's lives that aren't even remotely close to yours or don't exist at all. And then after an hour, you have, first of all, forgotten about like your troubles and the woes of the world. You've probably started breathing a little more deeply unless you're watching something that's like really grinding your gears. Turn that shit off. Um, But you get to escape. And sometimes escaping is not a bad thing, you guys. Sometimes escaping especially if you have an overactive mind like moi. Sometimes escaping is where you find that juicy room for your mind to breathe and you turn off that show and all of a sudden you're like, cool, I feel refreshed. I feel like I can tackle the world around me. So I want you to start thinking about the places that you find homeostasis. That could be housewives, that could be meditation, that could be journaling, It also could so not be meditation or journaling or any of those things. If there's a mindfulness practice that grinds your gears and makes you feel like you're going to explode, like maybe you have ADHD and you don't need to fucking meditate because it's just never going to work for you. Don't do the things that fundamentally will not jive with your lifestyle. But this is the place where you need to be honest with yourself about if what's coming up is the gunk that you've been avoiding looking at for your entire life and that you need to sit down and process it, either one-on-one with a coach, maybe with a therapist, maybe with somebody else, or if the modality straight up just doesn't work for you. There are a lot of things you can explore to get in tune with yourself, to get in tune with mindfulness. Not everything works for everyone. But a lot of times, sticky shit comes up, and that's the stuff that you have to process and you have to work through to be able to find your homeostasis eventually. There's a difference between testing new things and proving your own resilience and being able to take on new aspects and new practices of mindfulness, but be intuitive about it, you guys. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that I see people making is pushing these mindfulness changes that don't actually speak to what it is they need. They speak to what everyone else around them is doing. And just quickly to anyone who's sitting there thinking, but there's so much in the world to be angry about and I need to be angry and I need to be consuming news and social media. Do you? There are so many ways we can be champions for others And it doesn't mean that we deserve to exist in constant fight or flight just because we're trying to be helpful members of society. I ultimately don't think any of us are helpful to anyone when our nervous systems are so out of whack that our bodies are no longer working the way that our bodies should be working and the physical impact to ourselves is huge. 
I understand that the world is a hard place to be right now, but the way that you participate in the world and the way that you ingest what's going on in the world around you and the energy you give back to it is ultimately up to you and no one else. You need to protect your energy to be able to show up and make a difference. So those are my two cents my 25-minute sense on the nervous system, why we're continuing to have these conversations about what it means to honor your body, to honor your mind-gut connection, to come back to homeostasis, to feel safe in your body. That relates to so much shit, you guys, and we're going to explore all of that. Um, It relates to drinking. It relates to eating out. It relates to getting dressed and making you feel sexy and confident and putting on clothes that you feel like you look good in because your body and your mind are participating in the experience. They're on the same page. And we can't do those things when we are not standing in our authentic truth, whether that's honoring your dietary needs or honoring your own fucking opinions and not letting people tear them away from you. There are so many elements to this. Um, And if this podcast gives you anything, I hope it gives you permission to start to tune into who you are and start exploring that. Start honoring yourself and forming that relationship of trust again between your mind and body. Uh, You don't know where to find me. If you have questions, if you want to work on this together, if you want to know work that I've done with past clients on this, um, I am evolving my one-on-one program to focus so hugely on the nervous system and figuring out your authentic needs and exploring that with the support of a coach who has been there. So... I will catch you guys next week. I hope that you liked this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, to rate, and review. And I will catch you guys next week. Okay, you guys, if you liked that episode, if you resonated with that episode, if you were sitting there going, fuck, yes, I agree. Or you just want to keep listening and you are a fan of the Good Gut Feelings brand content. Write a review and subscribe for me. Leave a rating, however the fucking podcast thing works. You know what to do. Take a screenshot of it and then email it to me at goodgutfeelings at gmail.com and I will send you a free copy of my High Vibe, Low Vibe ebook. This is the 60-page ebook that I created to help you get in touch with who you are, what's high vibe and juicy for you, and what's low vibe and sticky for you that you need to get rid of in your life. So again, take a screenshot, subscribe, rate, and review, send it over to me over email, and I will respond and send you a free copy of my ebook. Thank you so much for being here, you guys. Love you.